0: In this podcast, we're going to talk about fluids. I've gotten some requests um, to talk about this, so I'm going to try to make this simple and short. So when you think about fluids, giving IV fluids to a patient, there's different types of fluids. So let's kind of understand the different types and then understand why I might give those different types as well as things that I have to be cautious of. So there are three different types of fluids, isotonic, hypotonic, and hypertonic. And when you think about IV fluids, um, you see that word tone in them, in the, the different classes or types. So it's, it involves the tonicity of the fluids, and we think about the osmolality or osmolarity of the blood. Um, don't, try, don't get too caught up in osmolality versus osmolarity. A lot of times are used interchangeably. From a nurse's standpoint, that just tells me the concentration of things. So the way that we describe those fluids, we're comparing the osmolarity or concentration of the fluid in that bag of IV fluids to the fluid in the person that I'm taking care of. You know, the person, the, the fluid in their body. So isotonic solutions. These have the same concentration as the fluid in the body. So we call them isotonic Two class. Well, there's really three classic examples of isotonic um, normal saline, which is 0.9% sodium chloride, so we can say those interchangeably. Another example is lactated ringers, and then another one is D5W, which is dexterous 5% in water. So if we were to give these fluids to a patient, since it, since the fluid concentration matches the concentration of the fluids in the patient's body, it's not gonna cause any shifting of fluids. So we're just pumping these fluids in their vessels and we're increasing the vessel volume. That's all we're doing. So classically, these are used for patients who have lost volume, whether they've hemorrhaged, you know, they've gone to surgery, they've lost a lot of blood, fluids, um, maybe they've been vomiting, Maybe they've had diarrhea, and we they've just lost volume. They haven't been able to drink enough and replenish that volume, so we want to replenish that via IV fluids. The doctor would typically, or the healthcare provider would typically choose isotonic. So why would a healthcare provider choose normal saline over LR versus D5W? Um, the main difference between normal saline and LR is LR, lactated ringers, has other solutes in it. It's not just sodium chloride. So it'll have a little bit of calcium, a little bit of potassium. Um, So you will see some physicians choose that as an option postoperatively to help replenish um, some other um, electrolytes because they know they've lost more than just fluid. And, I mean, that could be used for vomiting, diarrhea as well. Um, But, you know, often they're kind of interchangeable. Sometimes you you might question the option of LR. Um I can remember a time where a patient's potassium was actually rising and they were on lactated ringers. Now there's not a ton of potassium in there, um but it you know it warranted a call to the doctor and say, "Hey, can we just switch this to normal saline, you know, if they still needed fluids?" Um and that was an easy fix. The thing about D5W or dextrose 5% in water Um, This one's a little confusing because it's an isotonic solution, but dextrose breaks down super rapidly once you start infusing it into a patient's body. So what actually ends up happening is after a period of time of you infusing D5W, it actually becomes a hypotonic solution. Um, So we have to be careful with that and watch patients if we're giving them D5W, which is dextrose 5% in water. Uh, because that isotonic solution can change into a hypotonic solution once it's in the body and the dextrose is broken down. And we'll talk about hypotonic solutions and some of the the risks with those here in just a minute. So if I'm giving my patient any of these isotonic solutions, um, something I'm watching out for is is fluid overload. So I'm pumping all this volume into their vessels, The fluid's not going to be moving anywhere, but that added volume could put added stress on the heart and the vessels. So I would be watching for things like, you know, is their blood pressure going up? Am I seeing signs of fluid overload? Especially if that patient already has a weak heart. You think about patients who have congestive heart failure and the signs and symptoms that they end up showing because their heart can't handle that added volume and it gets weaker and weaker and they have these signs of volume overload. So we have to be careful infusing fluids into any patient, but especially if they've already got a weak heart um, and when watching for signs of fluid overload. So that's isotonic. Now let's talk about hypotonic. So a hypotonic solution has less concentration in it compared to the fluid in the body. So your examples of hypotonic, 0.45% sodium chloride. A lot of times we just call that half normal saline because it's 0.45%, whereas your normal saline was 0.9%. And there actually is another example of a hypotonic solution, and it is 0.2% sodium chloride, and sometimes we'll call that, you know, one-fourth or quarter normal saline. Um, So that's, I haven't seen that used in practice ever, Um, but again, you know, I don't, I didn't work everywhere, Um, but that one's not quite as commonly used, but do know that it's out there. Um, It might be something more popular, maybe pediatric population, to is not my background. So maybe, I don't know, maybe you see that more in pediatrics. But so those are our two options uh, for hypotonic. And sometimes, um, like you'll hear, we'll add dextrose to solutions. Like you'll hear someone say that patient's getting D5 half normal saline. Technically we'll say that that's a hypotonic solution. I've seen, I've looked at various resources and I think People say different things about like D5.5 and D5 normal saline. They say different things about what type of solution that is because dextrose being so weird with it breaking down in the body. And I think that everyone has a various opinion on that depending on the resource you look up. But I've seen in quite a few um, that they label D5.5 normal saline still as hypotonic because that has it has that half normal saline in it. So reasons we would give hypotonic solutions to patients. Um, again, this is going to help rehydrate the patient. And specifically, it rehydrates cells. Because if I am infusing a fluid that has less concentration in it compared to other bodily, flu- compared to bodily fluids, then your, um, that fluid, once it gets into the vessel, is going to want to move into the cells that are more concentrated. So we see this shift. So hypotonic solutions do cause a shift, which is why they could be da- dangerous somewhat, or you just have to watch out for them. So they cause fluid shifts. Um, but typically, you're not going to give a hypotonic solution for a long time. It's going to be for a short period of time for a quick fix, uh, because we know that it could start causing the cells to swell. It's pushing fluid in the swell, pushing fluid into the cells, causing them to swell, And when you're talking about brain cells, that could be dangerous. So we watch out for things like swelling of the brain. Or if I have a patient who's at increased risk for their intracranial pressure going up, I don't want to give them a hypotonic solution because that's going to make things worse. Now, something that um, you've listened listened about in my recent podcast is like diabetes insipidus, S-I-A-D-H, those sort of things talked about with diabetes insipidus giving patients fluids because they're urinating so much. They have this real problem with dehydration, especially if they're in Addisonian crisis. We have to replenish the fluids. They can't drink, then I'm going to have to give that via IV. So fluids that I could give those patients, I could give them an isotonic, but I also have to keep in mind that with diabetes insipidus, when when they lose the fluid out of their body, their sodium levels tend to rise. So that's why we might see a healthcare provider choose something like half normal saline or D5 half normal saline or even that 0.2% normal saline, because that'll help replenish the fluid without adding the extra sodium. Now, since I just mentioned a few minutes ago, you wouldn't want to continuously pump in hypotonic solutions for a long period of time because they can cause fluid shifts. What we might see happen in the patient who has diabetes insipidus, once that sodium level starts to normalize, you might see the healthcare provider then stop a hypotonic solution and either start an isotonic if need be, or maybe by that point, the patient's stable enough and they can just drink in their own fluids and we can monitor that. So then finally, we've got hypertonic solutions. Hypertonic solutions, again, depending on where you work, um, they're not used quite as often, um, but the the main one that I can think of is three percent sodium chloride. So here this fluid is more concentrated compared to the fluid in the patient 's body. Um, I know that there's another higher level of percentage beyond three percent. i'm pretty sure there is i can 't remember what the percentage is though um, but but three percent sodium chloride, most common one you 'll see out there. So because it's more concentrated of a solution, when I pump that into the patient's veins, it's actually gonna cause this osmotic pool and pull fluid out of the cells. So this is given to the patient who's got cerebral edema because we gotta get fluid out of that cell so that they can get rid of that fluid because they've got swelling on the brain, increased intracranial pressure. So, so if you work in neuro or neuro ICU, then you might see hypertonic solutions used more frequently. Uh, for for that reason because this causes fluid shifts this type of fluid does again I'm watching the patient closely so that's kind of my recap of the nitty gritty of IV fluids Um, I you know I think it's you know even though as the nurse you're not ordering the fluids you will make recommendations for fluids you will have to catch And question fluids like the example I gave when I questioned my patients just getting LR, something as simple as that. But because of the knowledge I had, I questioned it with a patient having a rising potassium level. So I hope you find this helpful.